people that are very successful, do they ever ask themselves, why me? Mm -hmm. It's only in those challenging moments that we really, I think, really understand who we are in the quiet and in the un uninterrupted. Um, and so, you know, uh, um, we need those moments as well to get recentered and and find, uh, I guess, who we are really, really deep down. So I, I'm sure that was, man, that sounds like a, a challenge. I didn't know that, by the way. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Wow. I used to chase the ROI all the time, return on investment. And over the course of time, that has evolved into what I call return on life. Hello, everyone. This is Randy Dick. And again, I'm so excited to be sharing this podcast with you, Return on Life. Uh, it's not about the ROI, but the return on life. And that can mean that can mean so many different things to so many different people. Today, my guests are Dan and Tammy Kite, and they've got an amazing story. Husband, wife, working together. Who does that? And who can do that? That's a, that's maybe a, even a bigger question. But uh, we've got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, Dan and Tammy uh, run an amazing organization called Give Wise, and that is something that is uh, kind of been fueled out of some other things, but um, I'm going to let them share a little bit about that. So welcome, Dan and Tammy. Thanks for having us, Randy. Really Thanks. appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Right on, right on. Why don't you share a little bit about your story? I know you've been married 27 years and there's so much uh, water that's been under the bridge, but how did you get to this point where you've started this amazing um, business and this amazing opportunity for so many people to give through GiveWise and maybe share some of that and the story and how you got there. Sure. Great. Yeah. We, uh, uh, as you say, we've been married for 27 years. We have actually worked together for almost all of those 27 years. Um, we, uh, well, for at least 20 of them anyway, we, uh, we started and ran a, uh, a single family residential home building business. Uh, we were licensed residential builders in uh, Abbotsford, almost exclusively in East Abbotsford um, and uh, in the Fraser Valley, our east of Vancouver. And we worked together um, for that in approximately 20 years, for approximately 20 years. And um, we became we became good at it. We, we, uh, <laughs> you get to, we got to our mid forties and we were comfortable with where we were at in terms of um, the privilege of providing homes for people. Um, and we understood how to work with the municipality and all of that. Uh, we understood we had great trades uh, and suppliers that we worked with. We weren't looking for a new career, but about five years ago uh, there, <laughs> there was this opportunity that came along and it came out of left field. Uh, it was an opportunity to be a part of a charitable uh, donation, um, a change in, in the way charitable donations are done and how the donors can leverage online, this online world that we live in, cloud computing, um, people increasingly becoming more comfortable with uh, financial transactions online. It was a, a very interesting idea that was presented to us from a, by a fellow from the Vancouver area. Tammy, I don't know if you want to continue on. 
no, keep going. I'll keep jump going. in at the end. Yeah. So, so essentially, you know, you're out there working hard, building homes, making people happy. And I know the product that you guys build is just amazing. And so all of a sudden, one day you wake up, and maybe it's not one day, but there's this, this change of some sort. And so what was the change agent agent or ingredient that said, let's stop building homes and let's go and build this charitable donation platform where people can give money and then from there they can distribute that money to different charities. Like what was it that said to you, and maybe this is part of return on life, you said, we're going to make this significant shift. What was the ingredient or the change agent? I think I think one of the big things is, I mean, number one, we really like, we both like change. And so, and we like adventure. And so it was like, wow, we can do something totally new. That's a blend of financial, technical, and charitable. And that blend just on the the work side just got us really excited about learning something new, a whole new group of people. Um, but also I think just the impact part of it. So the deeper, um, you know, we, we enjoyed our business. We enjoyed building homes. Um, but at the same time, this was like, wow, we could do something that really changed the way people do their charitable giving. And this could have a, a large impact on, you know, communities and the investments people make in their charitable giving as well as around the world. And so that really excited us. Mm, that's cool. And just for our listeners, what exactly is GiveWise? What's uh, what's a dumbed down version for our viewers, our listeners to understand what is GiveWise? So I have a sum of money as a charitable giver and I do what with my money with you? Yeah, so GiveWise is an online giving platform. So it's a place, a one-stop shop for all your charitable giving. So think of it as a charitable bank account. We call it, at GiveWise, we call it your GiveWise giving fund. And so just like you have your savings account, your checkings account, this is your charitable account. So you can put money in there as you get your paycheck or at the end of the year, however you like to do it. And you put money inside of this charitable account, your giving fund, and then you decide where you want it to go. So you can give to your church on a monthly basis, to your World Vision Child, to your local food bank, to the wildfires that are happening. And it's kind of cool because you always have this little pot of money. Um, and when someone comes along and asks, you can grant it out to them um, at that time. And so it simplifies your giving. You get one tax receipt that's always available. I don't know about you, Randy, but I would imagine like most people at the end of tax time, you're like digging around in your drawers and you're finding emails and, and all these different tax receipts. And so it's, it's the uh, brilliance of just downloading one tax receipt, um, offering it to your accountant, making him really happy. Um, so that's, that's it in a nutshell. That's genius. And um, is there the ability, so I have a very good year in real estate or I have a very good year in my business and I can put excess money in, but I don't have to then distribute that money on that calendar year. Is that correct? 
Yeah, correct. 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 So the benefit is you get the immediate tax receipt to mitigate your tax bill, especially so as home builders, you can imagine, um, we understood realtors, realtors understood home builders. We had varying, varying income years. Mm -hmm. On the years, we would have loved to, you know, you give more knowing that you can in subsequent years use that money. And maybe that subsequent year, that next year isn't so great financially. Uh, what it does is it helps to even out your giving pattern uh, because charities still rely, whether whether Randy and Dan and Tammy have a good year or not, charities still need to keep going and pay their bills. So it would, it helps, it would have helped us if we would have known about this solution as builders, um, it would have helped us even out our giving over the years. Hmm. What a great, uh, great tool that is uh, to, uh, to kind of keep the, the budget balanced and make sure that we're still doing the best we can with our money as far as uh, gifting it and giving it to others. Um, you must meet some incredible people because of this amazing platform uh, from you know, people that they literally probably give the, you know, the last two or three pennies to people that give their, you know, three, four, 10, 20 million dollars. Um, what what is the common theme of people that want to give? Is there a common theme that you're seeing in people? Because you're touching so many people with your your amazing platform of GiveWise. Yeah. Um just on your first point there, that's one thing that I love about it, like the wide array. So we have everyone from students who, you know, their parents get them involved, their parents put in some money for their birthday or Christmas or whatever into their giving fund, the parent gets the tax receipt, and now the kid gets to decide where to give it. And that offers like amazing conversations. So we've, we've got that, we've got, you know, uh, college students who just have a few pennies to put in, they get their friends together. Um, we had an amazing student um, this year from Trinity Western University. She's has some ties, lived in Turkey for 20 years. So when the, the earthquake hit um, last year, she was able to create a fund and get people to crowdfund. And so everybody puts a little bit in together and then gets to give um, back to a, a country that's in great need. And then all the way to, you know, people who have large funds because, you know, they've been developing here in the Valley and we know over um, years developers have done really well and they, it's really cool to see, you know, these spreadsheets and they plan and they put great thought into their giving and they've got their monthly plan um, of all of their giving. So it it's, really neat for me to see that it's really for everyone from from kid to adult to successful to just starting out. And is there a theme? Is there a theme that you're seeing yeah. in people? Mm -hmm. The theme that we see in people is that people give to people. People give to, um, you know, what we see is that I, I believe that generosity is built into all of us to varying degrees, but I'd say 98% of people love to give. And, and you being a generous person would know that, yeah, there, there's, there's that little bit of a dopamine hit even in doing that, that good. And so people desire to give. And the common theme is that people need to find 
something they're passionate about. They need to find people they trust. And so those are the common themes I believe are, are, are the passion. So the emotion side. And so there's the, the heart side. And then the logic side is, okay, I trust this person. I know. And they, they don't need to know all of the entire background of what they're giving to, but they want to know some of the key points and they want to know someone that they can trust already gives to this organization or is running this organization or involved on a board level. And so it's that human connection that I believe is the common theme. Right on. And I do feel good when I give. It makes me happy, which is part of, you know, getting some return on life. You know, we're, we're blessed in so many ways and then we can give. And um, not only do we get to give and people receive amazing things because of some of the giving, but we also receive as individuals, which is mm -hmm. really the return on life. Mm -hmm. to that. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, Actually, I, go ahead. I was just going to add to that. I was thinking of a, a story um, when we first talked about this podcast, and it's just a little story, but an example of sort of that dopamine hit that you get, because when COVID first hit and we were all locked into our homes, you know, it was easy to feel sorry for yourself. And, and, you know, we all have days like that. And there was a, a day that sort of taught me something in that, because in that moment, if we think, okay, what can we do for somebody today? That's going to both bring us up and the other person. So my daughter and I, she was maybe, I don't know, 18 at the time, 17. We just went out and got, you know, grocery stores were still open. We bought like 20 bouquets for people and we just thought, we're just going to bring them to the door. If the person doesn't want to answer, we'll just leave it at the door. If they want to answer, we can have a little bit of interaction. And it just really like changed the view on that thing. And it always stuck in my brain now when I'm having that day where, you know, it's just, you want to feel sorry for yourself rather than think, what could I do for somebody today? Goosebump hmm. moment there. Thank you for sharing that, Sammy. <laughs> that was awesome. Now, it hasn't been all, you know, unicorns and roses. I know that uh, GiveWise is, you know, it's been, you know, a process to get it where it's at today. Um, what has been driving you to continue? Because, you know, people think, well, gosh, you know, we just build a platform and people give us money and then we get to distribute it. It's, sounds easy peasy, but it's been anything but easy peasy from our conversations. Share with us some of the, some of the, uh, the challenging things and how you've worked through that and the, the connections and the communication that you've had to do, uh, bring us along on that story, that journey. Yeah. Um, this is a new venture in a new space, and it's a confluence of finance, tech, and charity. So we are trying to blend um, three, you know, we're trying to bring these three uh, sometimes, uh, you know, opposing they're not opposing forces but different but they get. don't always live together they don't live no. together it's a little bit like all oil and water at times yeah. yeah yeah so so in some ways what's really interesting is is you have the the financial sector that is fueled i believe the financial sector quite often is fueled by fear there's a lot of fear based thinking in the financial sector um there is a scarcity mentality in the charitable sector. You've got a whole lot of charities that are trying to do awesome things. And then you've got technology, which is accelerating at a 
mind-bending pace. And so the tech side of just simply bringing a platform to life, um, Tammy deals with that on the day-to-day and I see all kinds of crazy things that that happen um, in terms of, of how technology is moving and trying to to grab hold of that racehorse and and rein some of that in. Um, I deal with the financial side and it's really interesting dealing with accountants and financial planners, financial advisors who quite often want to do good. Um, There's still that little bit of cynicism or skepticism fueled by, I believe, because they've been in the financial sector for so long and are a bit jaded. Um, Even if they are great people and want to do good, and there's so much regulation. Mm. Financial advisors are under such strict regulations. And then uh, the charitable side, we've got all kinds of charities that are even a bit cynical about, well, are you gonna remove us from our donors by a step that we can't? And so so sometimes it's like, and then there's marketing this thing because it people and explaining it, an elevator pitch doesn't always work in terms of explaining what GiveWise does. So, so quite often it feels like we are communicating um, to people with very different, um, different focus, focal points. And so that's been a challenge. I I think too, yeah, like touching on what Dan said, that has been definitely the biggest challenge, making it clear to people what we're doing. And so we've refined our elevator pitch over and over and over. And obviously different things speak to different people, but just you know, a light went on to me when one of my good friends who I've talked about this thing for like three, four years is over. And she sees me clicking around in the platform and she's like, oh, that's what it is. And it's like, really, you didn't get it this whole time. And it was really, you know, it's amazing when you're in it day in and day out, it's hard to remove yourself and explain what you do in a good way. And I would say one other thing is just um, the challenge of wearing so many hats. I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of people who run startups, um, listening to this. And so they understand that you're the, you're, you are the finance department, the marketing department, and, you know, our team has been growing. So that's been great, but you have to wear so many hats, um, every day. Wow. You know, the, I love the way that you explained that, that, you know, the tech side, the charity, the financial, the marketing, the startup and all that, but a word that just like jumped out at me was scarcity. Mm-hmm. And charities, you know, unfortunately, you see this all the time, live with a scarcity mindset. And the moment you go into that zone, not not much good happens. How mm-hmm. do you shift? And, and maybe maybe it's impossible, but I'm sure you probably sometimes think, how do we get charities to think with an abundance mindset? And I would think that would be an agreement that would really change the giving of all people. I mean, abundance is why we give. We feel mm-hmm. abundance. We want abundance. Um, the law of abundance, um, I think, promotes yeah. or encourages us to give. How do we get charities to think in that realm versus scarcity? That's a great question, Randy. It's a, and it's a, honestly, it's a billion dollar question because it would probably unlock a lot of, um, uh, of a lot more dollars because trust could be built in. Um, I think if we act as if just in life, if we act as if we don't have enough and we appear needy, 
um, we're actually less attractive to those around us. And so I do believe that charities could benefit from the idea of, I, we live by faith, Tammy and I live by faith. We believe that God is a God of abundance. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, and so uh, we're very thankful for that. But that is a learned journey. Like that isn't, you know, but if you go back to being a kid and you went to your parents and you asked for a new pair of shoes, um, you expected that they were going to get you a new pair of shoes, especially if your toes were poking out of the front. Um, and, and so that's a bringing charities along is that it's, it's a part of what GiveWise does, but we are donor centric. And so that's what I was going to say. I think yeah. it starts with the donor. Yeah. And I think for mm -hmm. us, the message to the donor um, is, is that abundant mentality as well and educating donors on that. So don't just look at the charity, look at the charity and the impact that they make, you know, like, you know, I'm not going to hire you as the realtor and be like, how much are you making on the house? Well, that could be a part of it. It's like, what are you going to bring to the table for me? What kind of impact are you going to make? And so I think that conversation is slowly shifting. Um, and then secondly, I think, you know, you have to take, you know, um, you've had to take risks in your business. You've had to go off, you know, charities are so tightly regulated mostly by their donors and that fear-based thinking that they can't go out and try something new. We see so many problems around us, right? In our cities, things have changed. If we don't try new methods um, and we just keep spinning the wheels and doing the same old thing, um, we're in a rut and we're not gonna see the changes that we need. So I think donors, like speaking to donors here, I would say, you know, be abundant in your mindset when you give, obviously. But secondly, like encourage charities to take out a leap of faith and like try new things. Like sometimes you're going to fail, but you have to fail in order to, to learn from that, right? Yeah, I'm finding this fascinating because I often interview, you know, business people and not that you're not business people, but you're coming from a different place. Realtors, you know, rah, rah, let's go sell some more. And yet you're dealing with these, these individuals, these two groups that uh, it's just, it's really, really fascinating. Um, can I go a little bit deep on this? Do you mind if I yeah. deep? dive in? The donor. Um, there's a couple of change agents that I think of all the time when I, when I meet people and I, and I see, see, hear, talk to people. Um, the people that I, I've, feel that have the best connectivity, they're most relevant, they get everything that's happening around them and they're present, are the ones that really um, understand themselves. They have self-love, like they love who they are. They know who they are. And even more importantly, um, they have a high level of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. They're easy to forgive. Those I find are the most abundant thinking people mm -hmm. I, I meet all the time. Yeah. Is that a, I don't know, is that a theme? Is that something that you see in these people that are, that you're touching all the time? Absolutely. Can't agree with you more. I mean, for us, it's, 
I mean, we've been on a journey, not only in, in with our work, but obviously in life as well. And I think for us, identity is so impactful, like knowing who you are as the foundation of your being and have things flow out of that is such a beautiful expression because I think all of us have something unique to offer to the world and that's ourselves and that's our gifts mm-hmm. and our passions and that's what makes us who we are and if we can dive into those things and we can get out of a place of fear um then we can see ourselves for who we are and we can actually start living out of that and so both of us have been on a journey um back in in 2010 actually we were i don't know if you know this about us but we were going down to pick up a new wake surfboat in california and really excited we were pulling it back driving through oregon beautiful um monday easter monday um sun had gone down our two kids were young and had fallen asleep in the back and we're like let's just drive a little another hour and then we'll get the hotel um before we knew it uh five ton moving truck uh driver fell asleep at the wheel and came head on into our lane and um Dan did all he could to avoid him but we ended up hitting head on flipping over and um Dan we both sustained injuries we were pinned in the truck and for me it took them 90 minutes to get me out extract me out and helivac to the hospital we were both in the hospital for days there and then came home and you know you've got your whole recovery so all that to say is that we had a lot of time to think we couldn't go to the job site we couldn't do what we normally do there was a lot of lying down a lot of recovery Um, But it really, you know, something like that happens and you're like, who am I and what am I here for? Um, You really reflect on that. And so I would say for both of us, you know, intentionality really became big for us and just learning who we are and looking at life through that lens of purpose. Purpose and thankfulness. Um, Mm. The people who I find, uh, Randy, you, you know, you're describing someone who is comfortable in their own skin and yet not arrogant because they live with a sense of thankfulness. Mm. Um, And so I think that that sense of identity and thankfulness leads us to purpose. And then purpose is the person that starts to, starts to drive change around them because people start looking to that person. Um, We all know people in our lives who have been mentors to us. And somebody who is a great mentor, I believe, has that common um, trait, those common traits of being thankful, being purposeful, being comfortable in, with who they are. And you were asking, do we see that in the, as a commonality in the, in the people that, um, that we get to live with or get to talk with and, and move about with and transact with? When you're talking generosity, I'd say 90% of the time it's coming from the right spot. So we are feeling pretty privileged to day in and day out have conversations with people who are intentional about their generosity. So mm-hmm. yes, that is a common common trait. Very cool. You know, uh, I've, I've had a couple of uh, 
kind of this is a near-death experience you just shared, Tammy. Um, I've had a couple of those in my life too. And sometimes mm -hmm. you ask yourself, why me? Why God, why me? Mm -hmm. But I'm sure, you know, we could flip that around and people that are very successful, do they ever ask themselves, why me? Mm -hmm. It's only in those challenging moments that we really, I think, really understand who we are in the quiet and in the un uninterrupted. Um, and so, you know, uh, um, we need those moments as well to get recentered and and find, uh, I guess, who we are really, really deep down. So I, I'm sure that was, man, that sounds like a, a challenge. I didn't know that, by the way. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Wow. Wow, that's courageous to fight your way through that and, uh, and and get back to where you are. Amazing stuff. Um, what does a day look like for the two of you? Do you uh, can you walk us through what a day looks like at GiveWise with Dan and Tammy? You go first. Sure. Um, this is my my computer we're on right now. Um, this is our home office. I sort of claimed it. So Dan, Dan works upstairs. I work downstairs for the most part. Um, and um, we have a couple of great students. So you work in different places in the house. <laughs> yeah. You, can you not work together or it just works better this way? I'll let Dan answer that. <laughs> no, we, we work together a fair amount, but really, I mean, we have different roles. Tammy's the executive director. Um, she's driving the technology, you know, the software building uh, with our, our software developer. And she's, she's driving the, uh, um, she's driving the marketing and we, and then I'm on the financial side, the finance side, and then community relations. And so we have different meetings. A lot of it is just, we have different meetings at different times of the day. And especially during COVID, there was a lot of Zoom meetings. And so we needed to find spaces where we could each have meetings uh the truth of the matter let me tell you the truth of okay, the matter here's the is truth that i, I talk too much to dan and i try to get his help on everything i'm doing if he's sitting beside me so that he has to go upstairs so he has some peace and quiet and <laughs> i need this a couple of days uh we have an amazing operations person in christy and um she works full-time with us and she does such a great job she does all the back end um operations and our bookkeeping and she's in uh, a couple couple of days a week plus we have these amazing students that are working with us right now as well and they come in and so days Every day looks very different, and that's something that I love about the job. I couldn't just do one thing over and over and over. So it's really fun from talking to donors to talking to, to charities, talking to people who have great ideas like donors, um, like someone right now from our community, PL, and Kristen Meindertsma. I don't know if you know, but they're cycling across oh, from Banff to Mexico. I think they're they may be finishing today or tomorrow. Like those kind of people just trying to support them and their needs, um, offering them the donation um, platform. Those kind of things are just really inspiring. And then there's just the everyday, day in and day out kind of, you know, business stuff that everyone has to do. So it's not always rosy and fun, but a lot of it is. Yeah. One thing that's really interesting is um, 
we never would have thought this, and people don't really know this, but one of our our technology advisors said that um, having built homes, having been in the construction industry and seen a project all the way from raw land to handing the keys over through the realtor alongside the realtor to the to the owners is um, it it actually really um, has a lot of parallels to the software industry. And Tammy has learned how to be an owner. She's she's not coding the software, but she works with our software development team day in, day out, um, and has learned all of the cadences and rhythms to from you know an idea all the way to it being deployed on the platform. She's learned all of that and how to lead a team that way. And just like building a house, it never goes fast enough, right? Like you have all these ideas and you want them to be put in place and you're so excited about releasing them but it's just one thing after the other and one thing you build and that breaks something else and then you got to rebuild it rethink it and and priorities change but um yeah we're really we're really proud of our product and where it is now we're really Mm -hmm. thankful for the amazing people that support us in this journey yeah and my role is on the financial side and i do a lot of um um I do a lot of meeting with uh, financial advisors, with donors. We offer solutions for complex giving. Um, so we've talked about the students and and you know giving their their shekels or their you know whatever they can they can afford. And then we are dealing with some very successful, very wealthy um, uh, donors who have all kinds of ideas um, through their accountants. And we are solutions based. And so um, I think our listeners would be surprised. And I know some of your listeners are on the U.S. side and there are donor advised funds is what we call them in the United States. Um, But as far as the Canadian side, you know, if anyone wants to donate more than just cash and they would like to hear about some really interesting tax advantage giving um, programs that are supported by our, the CRA is actually quite generous to Canadians in terms of being donors. And so there's all kinds of complex gifts, Mm -hmm. gifts of securities like stocks and mutual funds, um, flow through mining share programs that help both the resource industry and lower the cost of giving significantly that are supported by the CRA. Those are the kind of things that my head is in the oven on, on a daily basis. Cool. So tell me a little bit about your uh, superpowers. What's your gifts that you think? And, and you might have to actually answer for each other because sometimes we don't know our superpowers, but our spouse sure does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what yeah. are your superpowers? What are your greatest gifts? I think Dan's superpower is his relational um, aspect. So he says he's the finance guy, but I also say he's he's the community guy. He's the guy out there golfing with guys, talking to them, having coffees, um, just getting the word out there about what we do. And, and then just meeting people where they're at and seeing if, if GiveWise is a fit for them or it might not even be GiveWise. Sometimes it's just a, a life thing, a relation thing. Um, he's very, very generous in spirit. And so you need to, you need, you can only give away what you, what you have. Right. And so he possesses that 
inside. And over the last 27 years, um, he's challenged me in that way to be more generous. And so I think that is one of his superpowers. And he's really good at maybe say no to a coffee if you don't want to be challenged in your giving. So <laughs> he always feels people can give more. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Yeah. Dan, are you going to share Tammy's superpowers? Yeah, I am. And uh, so Tammy is extremely, extremely hardworking. She's extremely conscientious. Um, she really is driven by purpose. And so um, she's intentional. And what I see is she's also adaptable and up for a challenge at any time. Um, very strategic. And it what happens is, is that she can bring the gold out in the people around her. So the, the Trinity Western students who are work, doing marketing for us are really benefiting from someone who is super encouraging and excited to hear uh, thoughts and ideas from others, um, but and is also um, Tammy will delegate and believe that someone is up for the challenge for for a, a task that um, some people might some other leaders might be like, okay, have you checked all these boxes before I give you this task? Where Tammy's like, I believe in you, I believe in you, you can do this, and so it's been uh, yeah. And that's been through our our throughout our our business lives together, both in home building and and uh, but I but what I love about GiveWise is the construction industry is still, especially in the Fraser Valley, it is still ruled and run by men, and so quite often people would say, "How's Dan?" to Tammy, "How's Dan doing in his building business?" And, uh, and Tammy was every bit is involved in all of the aspects of the business of her uh, in her role. And yet um, with GiveWise being the executive director, um, she gets to run with a lot of leadership ideas and interact with other leaders in the, the not-for-profit space. Love it. I love that you guys could share each other's superpowers. So often I just have an individual on. And of course, you know, we're, we're always a little bit cautious to share, you know, well, this is what I'm pretty good at, but it was great that you could give each other, you know, kudos and I was watching your faces and how they're lighting up. And so that's just really, really awesome. And by the way, yes, Tammy, you did meet me on site one time and uh, shared about, you know, what the build was going to look like. And I thought, wow, this is awesome. You're so good at what you do. So I really appreciate that. Um, let's finish it up with a little bit of a speed round. So a few questions, and you let me know what uh, what these are. Maybe you can individually answer these. So fine dining, takeout, Uber Eats, or a home-cooked meal? Home-cooked home meal for me. Tammy? Same, but I'd have to cook it because Dan does not cook. So I'll go with... Fine dining. Okay. Out uh, on the patio. Oh, <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. How about, um, how about a home cooked meal from one of our, she's a great cook, but home cooked meal from one of our moms. Oh, <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. We're talking. Okay. So, what do you do to let your hair down? What do you do for fun? You got nothing on this schedule, no commitments. Selfishly, what do you go and do? 
I go to the mountains and go hiking. <laughs> awesome. Dan? I go golfing or I drive my uh, my classic Porsche. Ah, love it. What year is your classic Porsche? 86, 9-11. Oh, love it. Love it. I was just looking at one online the other day thinking, man, that'd be a nice car to have. So but the great uh, you have, you'll have to pick up. If you have questions, yeah, if you have questions, then uh, <laughs> let me know. I spent a year and a half before uh, before I bought. So awesome. OK, I'm coming to you. Favorite band. You too. We got to meet Bono in Montreal in 2015 and spend an evening in the same restaurant as him. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'll yeah. go with uh, Coldplay and on the worship side, I love Hillsong. Uh, Hillsong yeah. United. They're awesome. Text, talk, or in person, or Zoom. We'll put Zoom in there too. In person. In person. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Audible or book? Ooh. Both. <laughs> Can we go with both? Yeah. Can we go with both. Okay, last question. This one's a bit of a trick question. If you were a scratch and sniff sticker, <laughs> scratch and sniff sticker, and we scratched you, what would you smell like? Uh, so <laughs> So, you know, like I've had people that they love horses, they're they're on a ranch or this or that. Home builders, I've had people say they love the smell of dirt and fresh delivered lumber. <laughs> so what's your scratch and sniff smell? Okay, I'm going for forest. There's a certain smell when it's a hot day and the pine is like releasing its smells. I'm, I'm going for the forest. Nice. <laughs> Uh, the combination of the of oil and leather when you do get into a classic <laughs> automobile. Oh, love it, love it. Uh, well done, well done. I I'd buy both those scratch and sniff stickers. <laughs> I would, I would. Dan and Tammy, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I love your platform of GiveWise. I think it's just an amazing platform that is, you know, um, moving us into the next. Uh, evolution of giving and uh, just really, really appreciate you as individuals and your platform and what you're doing for the world, so to speak. So thank you for being guests on the Return on Life podcast. Awesome. I so, appreciate it so much. Yeah, really. That was really fun. Thanks for having us. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Randy. Bye.